Hello, friends, and Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. With the new year, it's time to freshen some things up. So we've got a new name. It's no longer Jesus Never Ran. It's Chasing Goodness. And of course, we've got a new song. Too often, faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. I don't know about you guys. I kind of like the new jam. I like the new jam. Well, welcome to the Chasing Goodness podcast. Now, before I address what the heck's going on with the new name and what we got going on here. I promised for those of you who listened to some of the Christmas episodes, I promised you that I had, at least in my mind, what is a big announcement for the coming year. So here it is. It has nothing to do with the name of the podcast or anything like that. The big announcement, and I'm telling you my podcast family first, because you guys have been here for almost three years now and we meet every week and so it kind of feels like family right so when this happened the first people i told of course my wife my kids my family and then my close friends and now i'm making the official announcement on this podcast because that's just how much i value all of the listeners out there and this is how much you guys mean to me so in september of 2022 my first book is being published it's called bring it home it's being published by lake drive books i just signed the publishing agreement right before christmas it was the greatest christmas gift ever i can't even tell you this has been a dream of mine for really my whole life you know how you have those dreams when you're young and you always think i'm gonna do that thing i'm gonna write that book i'm gonna get it published i'm gonna send it out there into the world well this book bring it home which i'll share with you more about what it's going to be about when we get closer to actually releasing it because we're like nine months out at this point but i've started and stopped writing this book more times than i can count like i've started it written a few chapters just let it go started it got frustrated let it go and then finally about a year and a half ago i just picked it up I just started going. It seemed like the time was right and everything flowed. And, you know, I didn't I didn't have a publisher when I started writing it. It was just one of those things that I knew that I always wanted to do and I always wanted to put out in this world. And then through a number of different relationships, got connected to a wonderful man. His name is David. I'm going to get him. He doesn't know this yet. I'm going to get him on the podcast so you can meet him a little bit later down the line. And he started a new publishing company called Lake Drive Books. And I couldn't be more proud to be a part of the team there. So there it is. There's the big announcement. Matt has a book coming out in 2022. And I'll be sure to let all of you know how you can get your hands on it. And I think I might even leak out a chapter. I might even leak out a chapter to you well before the release date. So stay tuned. More on that to come. But uh, just super humbled, super honored, super thankful. And it's just, you know, here's the thing. You just take a step. You believe you're supposed to do something. You take a step forward and it's like 
you know, the doors open or the doors don't open. And you know, when the doors open that you can keep walking. And that was the situation with this. I just started writing. It started flowing. I got close to the place where it was getting done with the writing processor. The publisher came about, he was excited about it. We really clicked and, uh, and here we are. So let that be inspiration to you, whatever that dream is in your heart of doing something really beautiful for this world. Just go for it. Just go for it and just see what doors might open. It's just one of those things. Okay, so enough about that. We've got to address why is Matt changing the name of the podcast. So most of you know this podcast since its inception has been called Jesus Never Ran. Here's the reason. (laughs) I have this tendency to name things. I I give things that I start names that I always have to explain to everybody. (laughs) I started a little church community and I called it B-Side. And I swear to you, probably a couple hundred times over our seven, eight years of existence did I have to answer the question, well, why do you name it B-Side? And I'm not even going to tell you because I'm so tired of answering the question and you don't even know what it was anyway and it's done now, so who cares? But when I started this podcast, Jesus Never Ran, actually the name made a lot of sense because a few years ago, one of my passions for our world and for our life and I still have a bit of a passion towards it is you know I honestly feel like we we move too fast we run too fast and we don't take time we don't slow down to take time to enjoy things and we also don't slow down enough to actually do meaningful things in this world and so I based it off of a message series that I did for the B-Side Community Church that I just mentioned. (laughs) And it went over really well. And so then I turned it into a podcast. So Jesus never ran. So in the Bible, there's no documented time that Jesus ever ran. I'm sure the guy ran, right? He's human. I'm sure he ran. But there's no documented time that he ran. And so it was a little bit of a spoof on that, just saying that, hey, Jesus never ran. So we need to slow down. And if we slow down, maybe we can actually do something meaningful with our lives. And so if you go back in the podcast archives and listen to some of the, you know, really most of the first year of this podcast, most of season one, what it was is it was interviews with people who my tagline was people who are taking time to make a difference. So they're taking time out of their life and they were doing beautiful things. And there's a lot of great examples of that in the early days of this podcast. Then I kind of had my coming out party about a year into the podcast. And I just really wanted to start addressing just some of my questions that I've had about church and Christianity in general. And I just, I wanted the podcast to become a place where people felt safe to ask questions and to doubt and to wonder, because that just exemplifies so much of who I am and who I've been for, for quite some time. And so then we started, you know, doing like what we do today on this podcast, which is tackle some difficult issues of faith and not be afraid to do that. And that's been a sheer joy to do. But the obvious challenge with that is simply that then the name didn't make sense. So then there I was again, back to that same problem. Everybody asking me, hey, I enjoy the podcast. What What's with the name? Where's the name come from? And I'd have people come up to me and say, yeah, I recommended your podcast. But when they saw the name, they were confused and they didn't bother to listen, <laughs> things like that. And so I've been wanting to do a name change for a long time, but I just you know, I wanted it to be right. And so I've been dragging my feet on this. The people who have been (laughs) close to me along this journey know how much I've been dragging my feet and how many ideas I've had for the name change of this podcast. Well, then this last year happened 
And really what I started to sense in the space of where this podcast has existed for the last couple of years is that this kind of progressive Christian space has, has become very angsty. And I've shared that several times on this show that it's kind of become this place that's, that's a little bit angsty. And I, don't, I, think, I think we're taking ourselves a little bit too seriously. And at the end of the day, sometimes I sense that we're just creating new theologies that are just going to be the next thing that people have struggles with. Sometimes I just feel like we're creating a new version of the same thing, which is what we've been doing throughout history. And so in the last several months, I've just had the the joy to sit with a lot of people who inspired by their faith. And these are people who have all sorts of different faith backgrounds, inspired by their, their faith, like the overflow of their belief and the overflow of their life is just really good things. Like because of the way that they believe in their faith and because of the passion that they have towards life and because of the authentic nature which they live their life out of, there's just this goodness that's flowing out of them. And through this goodness, lives are being changed, people are being affected, and the world is being made better. So then I was thinking, hey, it's a little bit like a full circle here, but we're taking a little different spin on it. So we, we spent some time talking about how to get our time back and do good things with that time. And then we, we really addressed some, some doubts and questions, and we're still going to do that. But now what I want to do is I want to focus our attention. I want to take a shift. I want to take a turn and focus our attention on this belief that I have deep at my core, which is that if our faith is going to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. And that good has to come from us using our life to make an impact and make a difference in this world. And so, yes, we're still going to talk about things that we struggle with or doubts or theologies. And when things come up in the world or there's stories in the news, we're going to tackle them head on. Or when we get an opportunity with a, a guest to talk about something specific or the Bible or whatever, we're just going to do that because I know all of us enjoy that, right? So we're not going to get away from that. But what we're going to do in addition to that is we're going to start diving in and asking the question, okay, how do I use this faith that I have and how do I let it overflow into this world to create goodness? Because the truth is, if you look at the history of Christianity, if you look at the history of religion in general, it's not marked with much goodness. It's marked with a ton of evil, a ton of black stains, a ton of hurt, a ton of violence, so many wars. When you see religion, you also think a lot about exclusion. I was just reading a book over Christmas break. And it was a book that was actually put out by a business owner, a successful business owner. And at the end of her book, she had a couple of chapters that were about her faith. And she wanted to make sure that the readers of her book knew that her success, she attributed a lot of her success to her faith. And to her credit, like her faith is causing her to do a lot of like really beautiful things in this world. And her faith is a big influencer in that. But I thought it was interesting that when she was mentioning it, one of the first things she said is just to be clear, I believe that God is for men and for women and for people who are straight and for people who are gay. It's almost as if she felt like, okay, 
if I'm going to talk about my faith, I need to make sure that people know that I believe that my faith is for everyone and that my God is for everyone. Because the default, anytime you bring up that, if, if you consider yourself a Christian and you bring up that you're a Christian, people quite naturally are going to have the thought, oh, okay, does that mean you're (laughs) Republican, anti-gay, whatever, you know, the things that we've struggled through with on this podcast. And I think that's fair. I don't think it's unfair at all to think that way. I think, unfortunately, it's, (laughs) it's way too fair. And so what I'm hoping is that in the coming years that we together can live out our faith in, in all of its different variances, because we don't need to believe the same and we don't all have to have the same belief structure. That's what got us into this mess in the first place. But if we can live out whatever we believe in a way that actually creates goodness, inclusiveness, love, gentleness, change in our world, help to the poor and the oppressed, like if our faith can actually create that, Boy, wouldn't that be a, a different canvas that we're looking at and a different canvas that we're working on. But unfortunately, too often our faith has been the opposite. And a little while back around Thanksgiving time, I did a podcast. I think I called it Goodness is Greater Than Greatness because we all know that greatness is important. And a lot of the people that we're going to talk to on this show are going to be people who are great at what they do. And I have a high value for greatness, so don't get me wrong here. I think it's really important and If there's a doctor operating on me, I'm pretty sure I want him to be great at what he does. But it's goodness. When we look to the Bible and we look at this God that we desire to serve and we look at this Jesus that we try to follow, it's, it's the goodness of that God and it's the goodness of that Jesus that I think we're most drawn to. I'll just speak for myself. That's what I'm most drawn to. And when I think about different Bible verses as well, there's one verse in the Old Testament that says, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. And when I read that earlier this week, I was just thinking, hey, (laughs) we need a refuge in times of trouble. And so we need our God to be good. We need our God to be good because that will provide us a refuge. And we are certainly in times of trouble right now. And then I thought, you know, about the the New Testament of the Bible. And we talk a lot about and have probably all heard a gazillion sermons on the fruit of the Spirit, right? And one of them is goodness. And none of them are greatness. Goodness is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. And so... I think that that just shows that if we're living connected to the spirit of God in our world, that goodness should be a natural overflow of our lives and that that should be, you know, a real key ingredient to making this world a better place to live in. And then, you know, one guy that I love in the Bible is Peter. I don't know. I just, I relate to him so much. And here's why I relate to him because he's this guy that he was, I would call him a grandstander. What he would do is he would talk big and he would like totally under deliver. <laughs> there's like a, there's a piece of me that relates to that on, on a lot of levels. Like I, sometimes I'm just like so full of intention and desire and passion, <laughs> but the delivery, uh, sometimes that's the hard part. But Peter, in one of his letters, one of the things that he recommends that we add to our faith. So Peter's talking about faith. And he said that we should add to our faith 
goodness. It's the first thing that he says. And he's writing in a way that leads up that we eventually have to get to love. And so if we're going to try to get to love, if that's our goal, if love is our goal, which I think it should be, the first thing that we need to add to our faith in order to get to love is goodness. And then after that, he goes on to say that we have to add knowledge and self-control and perseverance and things like that, but not before goodness, not before goodness. And then another verse in the Bible, it says, turn from evil and do good. And so we look around our world and we see tons of evil. We see tons of hardship. We see tons of selfishness, tons of what I would call sinfulness. And if we want a world that is without that evil, and if we ourselves want to be people that do not buy into that evil, then according to this verse, we're supposed to turn from that evil and do good. And so you can see there's this theme of goodness throughout the Bible. And let's not forget that in the beginning of the Bible, the the narrative in the beginning of the Bible, and again, I don't care if you believe this is literal or isn't, but in the creation narrative, it shares that God created the world. And then after he created each thing, what did he say? He said, it's good. He didn't say it's great. He said it's good because good is so special. Good is so valuable and good is so meaningful. And I think that creation is such a vital part to humanity, obviously. And it needs to be good in order for us to be able to thrive and survive in this world as a whole. And so we as humanity need to offer that same goodness back to our world in the same way that creation offers it to us. So again, there's this theme throughout the entire Bible of goodness. And that's the thing that I'm really excited to key in on is how do we follow a good God? How do we follow a good Jesus and allow the overflow of our faith and our life to be goodness? Here's the thing. I don't believe for a second that putting our faith in systems is going to be the thing that heals our world. I don't think that's going to be the way that it works. You know, I don't think putting our faith in government is going to get things done. I don't think putting our faith in religious systems in churches is going to get a lot done. I I just don't feel like if you look historically, when, when real change has happened, it doesn't usually start amidst governments or organizations or churches or things like that. Much more what the the truth of of change is is it starts with people expressing themselves people using their lives and their goodness to make change into this world and so often it's done with such self-sacrifice so often people put themselves at risk and and put their lives and their reputations on the line because they just they want for better. And so as we're in this place in our history where over the past few years we've man we've we've seen some intense hatred. We've seen some really ugly evil and violence and racism and I could go on and on and just turning a blind eye to the oppressed over and over. 
Like we've seen so much of that over the past few years. We've, you know, my whole life I've seen that, but it seems to have really ramped up over the past few years. And so we could talk all day about getting the right person elected, or we could talk all day about how the church needs to change in order for the world to change. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing that at all. I think that's very true. I think that's very important that, you know, politics plays a role, you know, religion, faith structures, they, they have a role to play, but, but to me, the role they play is secondary to the role that we just as individuals play. So it's through our faith and our life leading to goodness that the change is going to start. No systems are going to change until people demand that they change. Evil's not going to magically leave our world until we turn from it and replace it with goodness. And again, it's almost like this grassroots, this grassroots movement that needs to happen. And so I know so many of us desire that thing that we miss so bad, right? So many of us who who have left the church, like we miss it. And I, I understand that. And I'm hopeful that we'll have new representations of church that will be meaningful to many of us moving forward. I'm hopeful for that because we're starting to see it. But let's not just sit around waiting for that. Let's not sit around waiting for the perfect church to show up because it's never going to happen. Let's not sit around waiting for something that we can get involved with so that we can do good in this world. Let's just, let's just look at our lives, respond to our faith, and then use our lives for goodness. So that's what we're going to do. And I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I like to go after things. I like to find things. I like to chase things down. And so that's why I call it chasing goodness. Because if we just sit around, I think we're going to find a lot, of, a lot of hardship and a lot of hurt and a lot of anger. So I think maybe in this world, and, and when we look at media and when we, and we hear things or when we read things or when we look on social media, then we're going to see so much so many things that are really disturbing. So if we just sit around and allow information to come to us, I think we're going to be really discouraged. But if we go out there and chase goodness, because there's goodness happening all over this world, if we go out there and find it and look for it, if we chase after this goodness, it's going to help us have so much hope. It's going to help us to have so much belief. It's going to help our faith grow just by seeing how people are responding to their own faith and using their life to make an impact. So that's why it's chasing goodness. I'm going to be chasing goodness all over this world in the weeks and months and years to come. And I promise you that we are going to talk to some people who are just going to inspire the heck out of you. But these are just normal human beings and they're no different than you and I. And they're just they're just living their life with authenticity and they're allowing their life to be used in a way that makes a difference in this world. And that's something each and every one of us has the opportunity to do. I'm going to begin caring a lot less about the success of the book that you just wrote or the success or the numbers of followers you have on your social media platforms. I'm talking about the people that I'm going to have on this podcast that I'm going to interview. And I'm going to start caring a lot more about where your heart is to serve and where your heart is to love and how you're using your relationship with God to help your relationship 
with people and to help your relationship with this world. And so that's my hope. That's chasing goodness. That's where we're going. To all of you listening, thanks for coming along on the ride. Next week, I am going to start off with my first Chasing Goodness interview with a man. His name is David Elaine. And David, the reason I'm starting with him is because he didn't write a book. He he curated a book is the easiest way to say it. So the book is called How to Heal Our Divides. And what he's done is he's just gotten together all of these people that he's inspired by, all of these people that he has been seeing doing good work in this world, and he had them all write a chapter for this book. So I think it's a great place for us to start chasing goodness because we're going to hear from David about his experience just gathering people who are chasing goodness. So there we are. There you have it. I'm looking forward to going on this journey with you. And until next week, let's chase goodness together.